Welcome to Wealth Made Simple with Shaz, where you'll learn how to master your money through business, property, and tax-saving strategies. Your host has collectively helped his clients make tens of millions of pounds in additional profits through these strategic approaches to business. Introducing Shaz Nawaz, an award-winning chartered accountant, property tax expert, entrepreneur, and property investor. So your question was on SaaS. Anything particular? Well, uh, as I said, setting up a SaaS and uh, how the money is channeled from a limited company into it and how it's been uh, deductible. Okay. Anybody else interested in SaaS apart from Z? What is SaaS? What is SaaS? Okay. So SaaS stands for Small Self-Administered Scheme. Uh, it's a uh, pension option. Uh, and the beauty about it, Gary, is that you actually control the company. So in, in a very simple terms, it's a trust, and you, you open up a, a bank account as a trust, and then you control these funds. So generally speaking, you've got two options. Okay, you can have a SIP or a SAS, but the, the challenge with a SIP or a third-party pension is somebody else controls your money. The beauty about a SAS is you control what happens to your funds. So let's keep it really simple. Let's say Alexander over here starts a limited company and wants to go into what type of property? Well, I've actually just, I've opened a limited company, which is a property company. Yeah. So could you work from that model? Yeah, so. Use it from that. Are you doing buy slit or are you doing something else? At the moment, it's free, ready and waiting, so it's up to me. Okay, good. So, Alexander over here tells me he wants to do commercial conversions. Is that about right, Alexander? Yeah, rent to rent. Good. Okay, we'll stick to commercial conversions. And then we'll move on to rent to rent. And in your first deal, how much profit do you think you might make? Thank you. Okay, so in his first deal, he's going to make 150 grand profit. <laughs> yeah? Good. <laughs> And in the last three years, uh, Alexander, have you had uh, a pension? No. Yes, he has. So in the last three years, <laughs> he's had a pension, he's been making some contributions. And that's, that's important. He then, in fact, because this is being recorded, and just to be clear, I am not allowed to give you financial advice. I'm not qualified to give you financial advice. I am talking to you through the tax benefits of having a SAS or a pension scheme. Okay? Uh, so if anything comes across to you as though it's investment advice, you ignore it because it's not supposed to be that. Linda. What if you, what if you have sold your, you know, transferred out of your pension scheme. So you, you have had a pension scheme, but not in the last three years, because you, when the government said I'll, you could buy out, you bought out. Okay, we'll try and include that for you as well. Yeah. So, Alexander's made 150,000 pounds profit. So he's got the cash in the bank, and goes to see, see his accountant, uh, before the end of the tax year and says, and the, the, the tax year ends, or a tax year ends on the 5th of April, I've got £150,000 profit, <coughs> I want to use this money in an efficient way, but I'm not too keen to pay 19% corporation tax. So his, his accountant says, have you had a pension in the last three years? And Alexander says, yes I have. What that means is, every year, you can pay up to £40,000 into your pension. Now, because Alexander ha has 
had a pension scheme in the last three years and made a very small contribution of, let's say, £1,000 per year. He, he can carry forward, okay, 40000 less what he's paid every year over the last three years. For our purposes, we're going to keep the numbers really easy and ignore the fact that he's paid £1,000. Otherwise, the numbers start getting difficult. So £40,000 times the last three years gives you Alexander how much? £120,000 that he can pay into his pension pot. Plus the current year. So three years plus the current year. So Alexander can pay £160,000 into his pension pot in this particular tax year. Okay, and let's just say it's the 5th of March when you're having this conversation with your accountant. So, Alexander only has 150 grand, he hasn't got 160 grand. So he transfers the 150,000 pounds from his limited company bank account into the SAS. Now he'd have paid 19% corporation tax on 150 grand. So let's just call it 20% to keep the numbers easy. That would have been just under 30,000 pounds in tax. Yeah, everybody with me so far? Yes. Yeah. But because he's transferred the funds into the SAS, no tax to pay. So he's still got the 150 grand. Not there, but there. So here, balance is zero. Here, the balance is 150. The money's still in his control, so he can do what he likes with the money. But he's paid no tax. He's happy with that. Aren't you, Alexander? I'm very happy. Okay. And he's still got £10,000 to carry forward next year, or the year after, or the year after, because he can carry, carry forward for three years. Gary? If you've not had a pension, so you just don't get them. If you haven't had a pension, good question, then you haven't got the last three years, but you've got this year. You can stop setting up one now and going forward, yeah. Okay. And, uh, yep. On, once it's into the, the pension structure, if you want to remove it out or do anything with it, it we'll try and cover that for you as well. Yeah. Somebody else had a question. Steve. We'll start again. We'll start again. Your name is. Hi, Steve. Um, if you had a, a SIP which was in drawdown, would you also could you also open up a separate SAS? For new contributions? Yeah, absolutely, yes. And you can transfer the funds from your SIP into your SAS as well. Okay? So now uh, our friend Alexander has £150,000 in his SAS and he's wondering what he can do with it. Does anybody have any idea or suggestions for Alexander what he can do with the £150,000? Lend, Lend it back to the limited company, says Joe, so hold that thought. Anybody else over here? Lend to somebody else, okay. Anything, any, anybody else? Buy commercial property. Buy commercial properties. You know more about SAS than I do, by the way. <laughs> Buy commercial property. So, you've got three options, Alexander. So, you can lend up to 50% back to your company, although you have to give some form of security. So, if you've got security, fine. If you haven't, you're going to address that somehow. And then you charge interest up to five years. Or you can lend this, the funds, to somebody else at arm's length. Security as well. Yes, and you charge them 
interest, so you can charge them five, seven, eight, ten percent, whatever deal you can agree, or you can buy commercial property. If you wanted to buy commercial property, Alexander, and let's say you're buying the property for three three hundred thousand pounds, the SAS can borrow up to fifty percent of the value of the asset or the funds. So if you're buying a property for 300 grand, you need 200,000 and 100,000 100, you can borrow from the bank. You've only got uh, 150 so far, you need another 50,000 pounds in your SAS to get to the 200 grand and then 100 grand elsewhere. Now what's the benefit of Alexander buying the uh, commercial property in a SAS, do you think? I know you know the answer, by the way. More tax deductible, more taxes deductible from the profits on the next deal. That's when the funds go up. But what other benefits do you think there might be? You can convert commercial to your normal houses? Or? No, no. Rent, limited company rent the limited company will rent the property. Gary, so rent comes in. Is the rent taxable? Who thinks, who thinks yes, by the way? A couple of people. Who thinks no? And who's still thinking about the question? <laughs> Most people, yeah. yeah. I'm in that boat as well, by the way. The beauty is no tax on the rent. So that well, what that means is you're very quickly going to grow your uh, the value of your SAS. Yeah. So that's a big, huge benefit for you. So when you say commercial property, like could that be a HMO or something like that, or a certain accommodation that's in the company structure. It has to be a warehouse or? It has to be a commercial property. As soon as it becomes residential, it ain't gonna work. Hotel? It's commercial, it's fine. Yeah. Uh, you mentioned 50% twice. Is this the magic figure or? No, 50% you can lend back okay. to your sponsoring company. Okay. okay? So no more, no less. I mean 51, 50. That's just the limit the government has set. Okay, so you can do less. Yeah. So the beauty about that is, if Alexander needed some funds in his company, okay, over here, so he says, I contribute yeah. 150, I've got no money in the bank, but I need some cash. He's got the, the tax relief, Z, then transfers, say, 50 grand back, yeah. which is only a third. Now he's got 50, 50 grand bank cash in here as well, 100 grand cash here. He can use those funds to buy more residential property or do whatever he likes or do more commercial conversions. Robert? Is that 50% of the SAS at the time of the loan? Or yes, at the time of the uh, loan. So if he's got 400 grand in there, by the way, so he's transferred 150 now, 250 from previous, he can do 50% of the 400 grand. Yeah. So you can see, uh, without going into more detail, because SAS is deep and long, okay, and we can talk about it for a whole hour, you can see how this quickly builds up to having a very large SAS. Now your lifetime limit on a SAS is just over a million pounds. I think it's one million and sixty odd grand. So Alexander on his own can make 40 grand contributions every year, plus last three years, get to a million plus, just over a million. If he has a husband or a wife, you can include them in there as well. Now you've got two million. If he's got children, three, four, five, okay, it can grow very, very quickly. You can use that cash. So basically, it gets to a stage where he can be his own bank yep. and charge interest. And when he charges interest to his own company, the company claims the interest as the cost. Sure. So the company pays less tax. But when the interest goes into the SAS, no tax for the SAS. Is there a five-year limit on that, right? 
The five-year limit is on, on the loan, so the loan has to be repaid within five years. You repay and then draw down again. So you have to speak to uh, your SAS trustee because it gets complicated and then that's, uh, depending on which trustee you speak to, some are easy about it, some aren't so easy about it, but some will say to you, you can do another five years, some will say leave a gap and then do it. So it depends who you want to speak to. Kevin? Well, I buy a company for cash with the SAS pot money and then refurbish it refinance it onto a normal traditional mortgage in the company and pay the SAS back the borrowed money from the start. So you become your own bridging company. Yeah. So you yes. buy cash with your a loan from your SAS. With the loan from your SAS. Loan from your SAS. You refurbish it. You then refinance it at the new value. You pay the SAS back. So why would you borrow money from a bridging company when you can borrow it from yourself? And everyone in this room has just realized that you are your own bridging company. Yeah, so you become your own bank. And then you can immediately borrow it again. You can't borrow Do you like that idea, Joe? I love that idea. Joe loves it. Good. <laughs> can you get paid first? Sorry. But yeah, go for it, Gary. Can you, can, if you wanted to or had to, like, draw down funds from the SAS, how does that work? Uh, for your personal use? Yeah, yeah. That's, then you've got to pay tax on that. So, yeah, so you when you get to the age of 55, you can draw down 25% of the value of the SAS tax-free, although that's moving up to 57, I think, by 2028, because the pension age is increasing. Alexander? So as I've got an existing uh, property limited company, that would be my trading entity. I need to open a separate brand new limited company? No, no, you can use, you can use your existing limited company as the sponsoring company, because for a SAS, you have to have a sponsoring company. And that can be your existing company. So what's the other company that you're lending the funds back then, to? That's the, your existing sponsoring company. It is that particular limited company that you've got right now. You use that as a sponsoring company, you, you form a SAS, fill out some forms with HMRC, they approve it, then you open a bank account, very simple, uh, and then you transfer the funds, and then if you want to use transfers, loan back some of the funds, you can loan them back with security. How yeah? do you set up SAS, please? You speak to a, a, an IFA or a specialist, and they'll happily help you do all that. Thanks for listening to Wealth Made Simple. You can follow and contact Shaz on the Facebook pages Entrust Property Tax and The Profits Wizard. You can also find Shaz on LinkedIn, YouTube and Instagram. Alternatively, email him at shaz at aa-accountants.co.uk. Build your wealth by mastering money.